It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahetch and myself, Anthony Sitter. Do you know where you're host and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball? Go subscribe to Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be going over the Wizards' close loss against the Brooklyn Nets, a rumor involving Davis Bertans, and a preview of the coming games against. The New York Knickerbockers. But first, we want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Um, yes, so Ben, let's get right into it, my friend. Um, hope you had a good weekend. Hope everyone out there has had a, uh, had a great weekend. Um, coming back into the week, uh, the Wizards, close loss, 113-106 to 106 against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Wizards looked like they were they might have uh, were, were creeping back for a comeback there uh, to to make this their third win against the Brooklyn Nets all season, but but it was not. They weren't able to uh, close it in crunch time there, Ben. And yeah, big game by Russell Westbrook: twenty nine points, thirteen rebounds, thirteen assists, eight turnovers. We will get into all of that. Bradley Beal had a bit of a tough night shooting. Ben, big games from Rui Hachimura, Alex Len and others uh they weren't really i mean ben they looked like they started off really well off to a 20 to 6 run to get the game going the nets took control really in the second quarter and uh the wizards as they always do were able to bring it back they were able to claw scratch their way to make this game close bought within one and uh fell a little short at the end so ben hope you're well my friend uh let's get your takeaways on this one yeah, Anthony, I mean, you mentioned the Bradley Beal tough performance. Those basically don't happen. Uh, kind of an aberration there. The Westbrook turnover is a key one down the stretch. The bench performance, probably the worst of the year. After the game, Scott Brooks and Russell Westbrook both mentioned that the bench wasn't ready during their postgame interview. I mean, Denny Avdia on minus 18 tonight, zero points in 11 minutes. 
Um, Garrison Matthew played 30 minutes at six points. It would have been nice to see Denny Abdia play with the starters a little bit more, get him going, get him some open looks. Um, he really did absolutely nothing in this game. Washington really struggled to contain Claxton at the end there, 16 points in 26 minutes off the bench. You mentioned Alex Lent having a good game, but I thought you know, Claxton made some really key plays on the stretch, had kind of a dunk at the end there, um, and the Wizards struggled to get, get some stops in the paint and really highlighted the struggles that they've had all year long, defending the paint. They have really no anchor. Uh, even though Alex Lent played well, the Wizards still don't really have an enforcer inside. They need a guy that can stop the ball inside, a player that can depend on anchoring their defense in the paint. And the Wizards don't have that. And Claxton made some key plays on the stretch there. So I don't know, Anthony. I guess I just wanted to ask you, what could they have done differently here? Like, what do you think this was like uh, – were they making turnovers or unforced sorts of mistakes that if they made didn't make, they could have won this game? Or do you think just James Harden and Kyrie right. just kind of dominated at the end? Right. No, I mean, James Harden and Kyrie, uh, amazing games by then, by them, uh, you know, Kyrie, 28 points, uh, seven rebounds, six assists, three steals, James Harden, somewhat of the same game, 26 points, five, uh, five rebounds, eight assists, three steals. Ben, I mean, they're both perennial all-stars, superstars in this league. Uh, obviously they're without a Kevin Durant. Um, things that I would have liked to saw, uh, see differently though, uh, first half in particular, Ben, the turnovers, astronomical during the first half. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook combined for 11 after two quarters to play. That's, that's absolutely unacceptable. Um, they, they, they cleaned it up in, this, in the second half a little bit. Uh, Russell, had, he had two turnovers in the second half. Uh, he completed the game with eight, which is absolutely – it really is awful. Um, that is really the only kink in his game right now uh, through my eyes besides um, his uh, – you know, obvious three-point, you know, uh, shooting. Uh, when he is shooting a lot of threes. Tonight, he did because uh, Bradley Beal was uh, – he, he had a tough shooting night, which is, like Ben said, very rare. We don't have these nights a lot, right? And Brad, uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to sit here and, and expect, you know, perfection every single night. That's just, that's just ridiculous. Um, you know, he's human. Uh, they still were in a position to win this game, though, Ben. Uh, and, and what else What else could have gone wrong? Ben, one big thing that I saw that, that really um, had me scratching my head, Garrison Matthews. So, Ben, you and I, you know, obviously you have been covering the Wizards for years and years and years. And throughout the season, we've been talking about Garrison Matthews. You, you brought him up uh, really early on in the season. And he wasn't getting any playing time in the beginning of the season. You asked Scott Brooks about, about it. He told you to be patient. And then finally, you know, he, he rips Denny Advia off his starting position and, uh, and gives it to Garrison Matthews. Tonight against the Brooklyn Nets, Garrison Matthews was given 30 minutes of playing time and in crunch time, Ben, really looked like he was falling apart, was not, not able to stay with his man. Obviously, he's guarding um, perennial all-stars, but still um, making, making some big fouls, giving, giving uh, guys like Nicholas Claxton uh, and ones, uh, same thing with Kyrie Irving and Ben, his shooting in the fourth quarter down the stretch. He had a wide open three. He had a great pump fake in the corner there, I think with about two minutes left. And, uh, he, he took the shot, went off the side of the backboard. A couple, couple possessions later, uh, it was an inbound play. He gets the ball uh, on the wing, not one dribble takes it. And it's off like the front of the, the front of the iron looked like a pretty bad attempt. Both were pretty wide open shots. So Ben, right in so in crunch time there, do you think that 
that those are the Wizards, you know, best options? Do you think that a Garrison Matthews could be their best option? Or do you think that, that maybe a Denny Avdia, a Troy Brown Jr., someone else? Do you think that that right now with Davis Pertans out, obviously that, you know, Scott Brooks having to go with Garrison Matthews with DB out, do you think that's their best play? I actually do. I mean, this team is 29th in three-point shooting. Garrison Matthews is probably their best three-point shooter with Bertans out. They need shooting. But there's a question that we didn't ask here. The roles have to be within a happy medium. Like 30 minutes for him and 11 minutes for Denny doesn't make sense. Like I was vouching for Garrison Matthews because he can play D. He can shoot it. The Wizards need D. They need shooting. They're two of the worst. Uh, the Two of their biggest holes are defense and shooting. Garrison Matthews can do both of that. Ranging within 18 to 22 minutes is a decent spot for Garrison Matthews. Playing him 30 minutes doesn't make much sense. But this really highlights the fact that the Wizards really don't have much playmaking, much shooting on this roster. You mentioned the Russell Westbrook and Valley Beal turnovers, eight and six, respectively. Why is that? Because no one else on this team can really handle the ball and create. And the other player that can, Troy Brown, doesn't get, many, doesn't get much playing time. Howell Neto, zero points in 20 minutes. I mean, they're asking players to do things that they shouldn't be asked to do. Howell Neto... Um, as good as he's been this year, surprisingly, uh, co- uh, the contributions have been surprising this year. Asking him to play the role he has, the key bunch player, the key guard off the bench, that, that hurts the team because he's not that player. He can contribute He's in flashes and in spurts, but 20 minutes, zero points. I mean, the bench just really laid an egg. No one played well off the bench but Robin Lopez, as right. really has been all season long. Combined 14 points off the bench and Robin Lopez scored 12 of those, that's a loss. I don't care right. what Russell Westbrook did or Bradley Beal did. You can't win with just two players on your team contributing. 100%. And Denny Avdia, I get 11 minutes. I get it. He played 11 minutes. He should have gotten more playing time probably. You have to do more Still, in those 11 minutes. I don't care. Yeah, you right. got to do more in those 11 minutes. You've got to show it. Shots. Figure it out. Get to the foul line. He never gets to the foul line. He took zero free throws, attack the basket, get to the foul line, get yourself going. Do something and make a difference. Zero points, zero assists, zero turnovers. Do something. Even turn the ball over. Make, it, make yourself present. Like Do something to make yourself seem as if you're on the court. Sometimes he disappears, and that's, that's scary to me. That's what he did. Yeah. Players who disappear as good as they can be, and we saw this with Otto Porter early on in his career, as talented as he was. He was a shot maker. He was hesitant to shoot, and now we're seeing a similar thing with Danny Abdi. He needs to be confident. He needs to take the ball. He needs to shoot it because this team obviously isn't going to drop very many plays, and he has to make those opportunities for himself. So kind of disappointed in the way he played. Um, I can see why the coaching staff would be frustrated here, but, yeah, you're not going to win a game when, when Robin Lopez is scoring 12 of your 14 points off the bench. You're right, Ben. And Isak Banga, uh, with the 12 minutes that he was given, he really, I mean, it was just the one putback that he had. And he didn't make himself that that avail- that much available either. So, yeah, you're right. Guys like that and Denny, um, yes, you, you might not be given the longest opportunity, but still, make your presence known. Absolutely. Uh, the aggression is really falling, and uh, we don't want to see that from Denny. Uh, another young guy, though, Ben, Rui Hachimura, has been playing much more consistently lately uh, as their power forward, as he is taking on this role as probably their best defender on this team. Ben, um, what do we think of Rui? What do he's we awesome. think? I mean, he he did a great job rebounding tonight. Uh, and Ben, he's been shooting the ball a lot more consistently. Because he's finally shooting, right? I mean, right. there were games where he would take four, five, six shots, and we'd be wondering what the hell's going on with him, uh, what kind of role they're having him play. But now they're finally using him in the offense. They're treating him like this team's third-best player. 
And, it, and the Wizards are capitalizing on it. it. He's that talented. He can be a player that's giving you 18, 19, 20 points a game. He reminds me of Tobias Harris in that sense. And I think once he starts hitting those deep three-point shots and, and can, hits them consistently, he can be a legitimate player in this league. He's already shown to be a very good defender. He's still very young. The Wizards have a good player on their hands. So I want to keep reminding Lockdown Wizards listeners, these losses, unfortunately, will probably keep coming because this Wizards team is not very good this year. But they have some good young players on the roster. And Rui Hachimura is one of them so that gives you hope for the future because no matter what happens with this team this season Rui's going to be there and he's a player that has the work ethic and he has the talent to become a really successful NBA player and he got him with the ninth pick so that's a steal there and something to keep growing on so not all is lost I understand the Nets loss was disappointing but it's not all over just because of that but we want to talk about a potential loss in the Wizards in, in terms of a trade involving Davis Bertans, a player that they wanted to keep long-term, hence that huge contract. But before we do, we want to let you guys know about Theragun. Theragun is the handheld percussion therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically collaborated combo of depth, speed, and power, and is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussion therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just stress, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash lockdown. Theragun.com slash lockdown. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your best, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Lockdown Today. It's the podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, and he'll update you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So over the weekend, Anthony, Wizards reporter Quentin Mayer reported that the Wizards have had trade conversations with Davis Bertans, the player they gave so much money to this offseason. He's currently out with a minor injury. And this year, 11 points, 39% shooting. He came into the season out of shape. He got COVID, unfortunately. Now he's hurt. Not the season that he wanted. Um, The Wizards thought he was going to be their third best player. High hopes. Teams wanted him. He chose to stay with the Wizards. And just going to ask you flat out, this is the Latvian laser we're talking about. Should the Wizards keep looking to trade this guy? Or should they kind of ride it out and hope he bounces back? Well, Ben, right? They should be shopping the whole team pretty much uh, when they can. They should be answering the phone for anyone. And this... This instance, obviously, when you're, t- when you're shopping him, it depends on what you can get. But, Ben, I think we can agree. I think anyone out there listening, any Wizards fan out there listening, can agree that his market value was way higher before the season started. Yeah, right? and th- that's the thing, man. And I hate to say this about the Washington Wizards. I mean, so much higher before the season they, started. They sell, stock when they, sh- <laughs> like, they sell stock when it's too late. 
They do this all the time. They did it with Troy Brown. Yeah. They're doing it with. That's what I'm saying. Like right now, I mean, with a hurt Bertans, who has not been shooting nearly as well as he shot his entire career, Ben. Obviously, last year has one main great year. I mean, really one, one really good year. Every other year, though, of his career, good shooting numbers. Last year, obviously, um, a very, very like you know, played a key role um, in playing and, and being one of the best wing, uh, you know, shooters shooters in the league and one of the most efficient for sure. So Ben. Um, after getting paid, this is not very ideal. And, and after this injury and now these trade rumors, Ben, I'm thinking this is a wash for sure with Washington. At some point, uh, he'll, he'll be getting out of here. And um, the question is, what are they going to get, though? I mean, if it's a second-round pick and, and, and a random asset, is it really worth it? It is such a shame that Washington's already probably having buyer's remorse. And a part of me wants to say that it's not even Bertans. It's just the product of what this year has been. He came in out of shape. Well, no, because he and he should have came in in shape. That's that. That was. Absolutely I mean, he ridiculous. didn't play because of the coronavirus, and he didn't play because he held out because he didn't want to get hurt with the contract. I prior prior to getting COVID. Prior to getting COVID. No, but I mean, he 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 was in Latvia from, during the, the coronavirus. I'm not. I don't know what his situation. Right. Uh, if he had the opportunity to work out. I know that his agent held him out because he didn't want him to get hurt prior to signing the contract, which I understand. I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm just saying that like... Still, as I mean, as someone in, in free agency, you need to stay in shape. You need to continue. Um, I mean... Yeah, I think you have right? a legitimate doing, point You there. have to keep doing what you're doing. You can't just take the whole offseason off and not shoot, not work out, not run, not anything. Just because you don't want to get hurt. This is your livelihood. Basketballs are like your livelihood, and, and, and you got to keep you know keep it moving. But I mean, it showed that he really didn't do much. I mean, here's conditioning the, it just it just showed. Here's the truth here. Here's the truth here. Davis Bertans was arguably the best three point shooter in the NBA last year. The truth of the matter is, he's not the best three point shooter in the NBA last year. So the Wizards shouldn't should have expected a dip. The dip that they've gotten though has been so shocking to the point where there have been times where. His good games, he carries the team. The team follows him. When he's having great games, the Wizards win. The thing with a player like Davis Bertans is the only real thing he's contributing to the team is three-point shooting. He can't create. He never scores inside. He can't really defend. All he gives you is three-point shooting. So when he's not hitting threes, as he really hasn't been this year, he's bad. And having him on the court is a liability because he doesn't defend and this team's already bad def- defensively and he doesn't rebound. All he gives you is three-point shooting. He's a very unique player in that way. I mean, I get that the league is three-point shooting driven, but rarely do you find a player in the NBA that that's all they do. Right. And he's one of those rare players in the league where he's, all he does is three-point shoot, and, and if he's not shooting it well, he's really not much uh, and help. Right, Ben, but on, it's like he cannot miss. He's shooting into the ocean. Right. Literally, like, it's just everything's falling for him. And those games and have team, not been... It's, just, it's so infectious, but you're right. Ben, how many great games has he had this, this season? This season, not very many. I mean, the, last year, he would pull up from half court on a regular basis and drain them, okay. like you said, on a regular basis. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's teams in the league that could use him. I mean, the, the, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the Wizards even... How, when was the last time Bertans got, like, a clear shot in Washington? Like, it's... He's one of the only good three-point shooters on this roster. And it's hard because he's, he's heavily defended in that way. And he if is. he goes to a team that can use his services, I think maybe you could see him improve. I think San Antonio would be a decent option here. I, I think San Antonio will do right by LaMarcus Aldridge and trade him to a contender. But the Wizards could use another score, someone who could take pressure off Russ and Beal. 
trading Bertans for LaMarcus Aldridge, I wouldn't hate that trade. You get off his contract. Aldridge is a vet. He can still score the ball in a variety of ways. He can space the floor for Westbrook as a base. So after, after 35 games of this contract. Sad, but just, that's what it is. That's what it he is. I mean, you're right because, I mean, you know, he, he's only had three games with 20 or more points. He's only had 17 games with double digits, Ben. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, if, if, if they want to deal him back to San Antonio, uh, it will definitely kill me to see him go back there because uh, the personnel they have there they will make him feel right at home. I, I, I don't think Greg Popovich would have an issue uh, fitting him into uh, a healthy Davis Bertans, at least. Fitting and they him never into wanted that. to get rid of him. I mean, they, they traded him because they thought Marcus Morris was coming and he, and he, tra- and he changed his right. mind after agreeing to the deal. Yeah, man, it's just hard because the Wizards right now are destined for the draft lottery. Keeping a player who gets paid as much as Bertans on the roster doesn't make much sense because no, right. like Bertans will help a playoff team, a championship contender, get over the hump. He'll make key plays, key shots on the stretch, and paying him that much money if you're a contender would make more sense. But that's the thing right now, Ben. If you're going to ship him off, you're going to send him off to a contender right now, let's say the Lakers, let's say the, the Nets, let's say who, who, whatever, any of these contenders, what's coming back? I'm going to throw an idea out there. Hawks fans might hate it. I know the Hawks like Bertans a lot. A lot. Okay. All right. And, cool. and the Wizards need a shot creator. Why not swap him for Bogdan Bogdanovich? Both, both have long-term contracts. Both players can shoot the ball. The Hawks have Trey Young, have Gallo, have John Collins, all guys that can score at a high level. Bogdanovich there is kind of redundant. You have Kevin Herter. The Wizards could use Bogdanovich in a way that the Hawks can't. And Bertans would fit in with the Hawks better than he would the Wizards because he's such a great shooter. Trey Young is such a great passer. This team has good big men with Capella and John Collins. Bertans would fit in r- really well in Atlanta. That's a, that's a trade that I think would fit both teams well. Wizards get a shot creator in Bogdanovich. The Hawks get a shooter in, in Bertans. You shake hands. You call it a day. Both are long-term contracts. So that's something interesting. But besides that, it's just, it's hard to find a home for him. He gets paid so much money. Yeah, both both those guys are not playing uh, right. Exactly, exactly. So you kind yeah. of you're gambling on the fact that they'll get better. It's almost almost like the John Wall trade, where both teams are like, man, neither of us really want to make this trade, but let's just Oof. shake hands and hope it works out the best for us. But wow, I mean, Ben, I know getting off full track here, but Houston, twenty straight losses. Exactly where they want to be, right? I mean, yeah, for the lottery, but wow, that that really does show. Once you know, guys like James Harden. Oh, I, I mean, mean, you know, you get you rid of the soul of your team, you're, you're exactly. Skeleton, and it's, this is I what mean, they have. Yeah, I feel for John. I do feel for John, but I don't think he'll be there much longer. And speaking of a team that he could land, I think. Look, I always, I always thought about John landing in New York. That's always been in the back Ooh. of my mind. But we'll talk about the Knicks in a bit. But before we do that, we want to let you guys know about. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's simple, Anthony. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with a medical professional. And once you're approved, you get your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. You don't have to have that awkward conversation with your doctor. You don't like swallowing pills? No problem there. It's all made in the USA. It's prepared and it's shipped direct and it's cheaper than a pharmacy. 
So we got a special deal for you, Anthony, and our listeners. You go to bluechew.com. You can try it free when you use the promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We've been talking to you about Built Bar all season long. I had some Built Bar this weekend. Those puffs were absolutely delicious. But we got to talk about Built Bar Madness here. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Birthday cake, I'm sorry. You're the underdog here. Coconut is a classic flavor. It's indulgent. It's delicious. But guess what? They're both so healthy and tasty. Go to BuiltBar.com or BuiltBar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the LOCKDOWN NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, anything you can imagine. Covering March Madness four days a week from credential draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Lockdown NBA Draft. Anthony, another L, 11 games below 500. We got some winnable ones coming up against the Knicks, the team you used to cover. I would have never believed that they'd be better than the Washington Wizards at this point, but guess what? They are back to Tibbs, baby, Tibbs. Knicks. The Wizards have 31 games left in the year. If you're asking me, these are must-wins because it's not going to get any easier than the Knicks and the Pistons that are coming up. And are these make-or-break games for the Wizards? Do they have to win these games? Yeah, 100%. They're, every game is make-or-break at this point, Ben, right? I mean, you just said it. Pretty much 30 games left. Uh, it's getting close there. And, Ben, the Wizards have been glued to this 13th position in, in, in the East. You know, I mean, or um, the uh, – uh, third last in the, in the East. They've just been sitting there for, for a long time and they can't budge. Uh, and Ben, the New York Knicks, they're 500. They're sitting pretty uh, at the, at the sixth spot. They're playing the, the Sixers right now. So um, Ben, they're playing the Knicks Tuesday night. They're playing them again, Thursday night. Uh, the Knicks, they have been, they have had a really, really successful year with their young team. Uh, Always, always give props to our boy Tom Thibodeau. Uh, shout out to him because it, it, you know, it took him 42 games to win 21 games. Uh, the, the previous coach, uh, previous signed head coach at least, David Fisdale, it took him 143 games to win 21. So, Ben, the New York Knicks, they're having a pretty good era for, for, for the past 10 years, you know? I mean, it's, it's been rough for them. So, uh, the, the Wizards... You know, playing them two games in a row, it's not going to be easy for them whatsoever. They did not they did not match up well against the Knicks uh, the last time they played. And um, Ben, it's uh, it's really really uh, difficult to see them winning because you know their front court's better, uh, much much better. And Ben, again uh, against the the Brooklyn Nets, like we talked like we talked about in the pa in past podcasts when they when they have beaten the Nets, I think that they match up against the Brooklyn Nets better than than the New York Knicks. Just because of their front court issues. I, I really do. The Knicks play with that dog, right? Right. So Rui Hachimura has had to guard some of the best players in the NBA this year. Had to guard Giannis back-to-back -back games. Guarded Kawhi Leonard in that win. Guarded LeBron James in that win. Now he's got to guard Julius, Julius Randle next, baby. Now he's got to guard Julius, Julius Randle. Randle. Julius Randle has become top five power forward in the NBA this year. 
because he's given that opportunity. He's been playing with confidence. And more importantly, he's in a system that will utilize him correctly because he didn't have that in the past. Tom Thibodeau, who I haven't been the biggest fan of in the modern league, I don't think his, his style of coaching really translates to winning a championship. But with a young team that needs, that needs um, a coach that can really rein it in and get them to con- convince them to play together defensively, it's done wonders for a young team like the Knicks. Mm-hmm. For a team like the Wizards, you compare their style of play with a team like the Wizards that often don't show up and play with heart, that go down by 20 points and try and claw back within games. The Knicks don't do that. They, they play from the first minute to the opening buzzer to the last with the same amount of intensity, with the same amount of energy, with the same pace, and they grind out wins. That's why they're sitting in the sixth spot, and the Wizards are 13th with three more wins than the Detroit Pistons. We can't name four players on that Pistons team. The Wizards have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and they have 15 wins this season. It is sad. Yeah, Their win percentage yeah. right now is the same as it was last year when they, when, when they had nobody. So you look at this, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this to criticize Scott Brooks, but I think even he'd agree that this coaching staff in New York has been more prepared, and this team has bought into what they're doing, and the Wizards have not. And even though Scott Brooks has said, you know, we have 60 games left in the year, we have 50 games left in the year, we have 40 games left in the year. Hey, guess what? It's dwindling every game. Ben, you said it yourself. You said it yourself, though. The depth right there. I mean, but I mean, besides Rui, it's it's Brad and Russ. There's no depth anywhere else. Obviously, the New York Knicks are more complete team. They just they've been building it up. We say this, but but you you look at this roster. It's like Reggie Bullock. Like they're competing right now. A fine, a fine defender, an apps, and he's been defending app like this whole system that Frank Kibbs always creates. Alec I mean, Burks. The only reason why Frank is out there is obviously because of his defensive purposes, I and mean, that's why he was drafted so high at eight. But nobody on this roster pops. I'm, my, my I mean, point no is, one. Does. Of course, no one pops. I mean, the only two people that pop on the, on the Wizards are Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, right? Yeah, I I think that's true. But then you you got some guys there. It's just like you have Rui there, who who is pro, who is more talented than most of these Knicks players. You have Denny, who's more talented than most of these young players, right? And to me, it's just like you're yeah, telling I mean, me the Knicks have they got that some much really more. good young guys. They have you're telling me really, that much more. I mean, they got they got a great guard coming off the bench and Emmanuel quickly, who has really proven to be one of like the top, probably top three, top. Could even argue a top two rookie this year, really. And he's been playing so, so well he's off been, the bench. He's been given confidence. He's been given freedom. And then you, you know? ask, and then you ask how he's his role compared to Danny Abdiel's role. It's night and day. Oh, yeah. Manuel quickly knows right. what his role is. He's given confidence to play well. He's given confidence to shoot the ball. He's de- being developed as a young player should. Danny Avdia on Sunday night, 11 minutes, zero points, two shots. It's- he, he disappears games. in games like this, though, Ben. You're right. He, he disappears. I mean, he's, he's still given an opportunity, right? I mean, Troy Brown, guys like Troy Brown Jr. and, and Jerome Robinson, they have found that, and Mo Wagner, they've found themselves out of the rotation, no chances any night whatsoever. And Denny Avdia looks as absent as those guys. I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. On, on, nights, on nights like that, on nights like tonight. Uh, I'll you ask know, you this. Yeah. I'll ask you this, Anthony. Do you have the games like this? If Denny, uh, do, does Denny have games like this if Tom Thibodeau is the head coach of the Washington Wizards? All right, now you're going at Scott. Okay. Now, I'm not now. Going at Scott. I, I think it, it's the coaching staff's responsibility ultimately to make sure that the players right. are playing up no, to their right. potential. No, and you're right. The way Denny Abdia is playing, the fact that he doesn't shoot the ball, and the, the only shots he gets are open three point shots when Russell drives and kicks it to him or occasional drives. 
I mean, you you, you see that you, he doesn't ben, his skill set is carrying the ball, contributing in that fashion. The fact that he's distributing, creating as a big forward. You don't see him do that in Washington. In New York, big men like like Mitchell Robinson, like Nero Noel, they play their role. Emmanuel quickly, that that spark plug off the bench, he plays his role. Frank Nell Keenan, that right. guy plays his role in Washington. What should be and they, their but role? they've been they've been without Frank Nilkita. They've been out with they've been without uh, um a Mitchell Robinson for, for a, a good amount of this season. They're they're both available now. But Ben again, um these young guys are guys like R.J. Barrett, um even Alec Burks off the bench. And you know now they have Derrick Rose. So Ben, they I mean I know that they don't have these aren't guys that pop per se. But Ben, these are all guys that contribute both on the offensive and defensive end Tom Thibodeau would have never signed off on any of these guys unless he knew he was going to you know be able to make one of his defensive armies that he always is able to put together he's always able to put together a a fine defensive team whether you know he has stars or not and and he has proven him and Julius Randle they have proven that that obviously Julius Randle is a star and he's been utilized in a very strange way his whole career compared to this year what a facilitator he's turned out to be this is what I appreciate about Tom Thibodeau you know what you're gonna get from him He's a defensive coach. The team's going to play hard, and they're going to play defense. With the, t- with the, with the coach that Scott Brooks, with all due respect, what is he known for? What is he known There's for? There's dead silence there. Well, well, so, so you asked the question. I mean, you're asking me what, what, what I think. Scott Brooks, I mean, he's known to be somewhat of a winning coach in this league. He is known to go to one finals. But, Ben, besides that, I mean, he is known to coach, you know, really good you know, you know, really good players to all right to subpar teams. And I'm not going to say all bad teams because Ben, when he first came to Washington, he, he, he did coach really well. I and mean, we're talking about a game away from their first 50-win 50, 50 season since when, the 70s? I'm just I, – I, I'm sorry. I, mean, if, if, I, I, I know if, if it feels like I'm holding on to that, I'm sorry. But, I mean, again, Ben, this – I think our issues rely, rely – I mean, if – let's say that – that Scott Brooks was given the reins as a Stan Van Gundy, and he is, you know, get, you know, signing off on, on, you know, if he's signing players as well, if he's given that role in the front office. I mean, yes, I'd be blaming him more. But, Ben, I mean, a Tommy Shepard needs to be blamed as well for this too because, I mean, we, we got Robin Lopez, we got Howell Neto in the offseason. Yes, there's no question. I'm not blaming him entirely. I'm just saying that if you have a Howell Neto and you have a Troy Brown, right, you figure out how you're going to use them. You you make them. You try and make lemonade from the lemons you got. You try. We haven't even seen him try and make lemonade. He's kind of just thrown the lemons out there and said, well, "Not with Troy Brown for me. Not with Troy Brown. <laughs> well, not not with many of these guys. Not, not with certainly not with Denny Abdia. I mean, who else oh, besides Brad and Rust? But Denny has been given the opportunities, though, right? I mean, he he's, he's not been giving- like opportunities in the sense that he plays minutes, but like in the sense that they run plays for him and let him play the well, style no, of basketball of where he did, like the no, style no. of basketball that Denny Abdiel plays gets a rebound and go this, the Denny Abdiel that we see gets a rebound and throws it to Russell Westbrook immediately. Exactly. And then it's, you know, hand off to Brad, hand off to Russ, right. whatever it may be, or the open man when Russ is running with a head full of steam and Ben, this is the offense we're working with, man. That's a problem. And, but this is, it's not going to change, right? And that's a problem is what I'm saying. I'm not going to say, I, I'm no, not going to say you. what many lockdown wizards listeners are saying or thinking, but that's a problem. No, I hear you. When you have but, players who can do more than what you're letting them do, 
to the point where you're not even letting them do the minimum of what they can do, like grab a rebound and go on a break, that's a problem. And the record is what it is, partially for that reason. Not entirely because the roster's bad, and they'll say that. You're right. You're right. But, 15 and 26, I mean, after – I mean, Ben, really, everyone listening, you and I, uh, most experts out there had this team pegged for the playoffs, one, you know – you know, one of the more better backcourts in the league. And I still think that they are one of the best backcourts in the league. But, Ben, the depth starts and ends there. And I'm not – this is not anything against Rui Hachimura or, or any of the other young guys. But these are young guys growing still in the rookie contracts. Yeah, no, no Davis, You know, I mean the, – the, the lack of cohesion with this roster. This roster, when I – if you were to look at this roster on paper, what would you say this team's good at? There's a bunch of dudes who really don't scoring, scoring. That's it. Which just because of Beal and Russ. Exactly. But I'm saying like, like, what are they good at? Like as a unit. Like, what do you look at them and you say, okay, what what does this team do better than most teams? Their shooting is awful. Their defense is awful, and they score the ball a lot because they have the best score on the planet. Their best rebounder is Russell Westbrook. No one really else besides right. that rebounds unless they're going to Alex Len is actually given minutes, and even tonight he didn't get that many minutes and was able to almost grab another double double. So Ben. I mean, are they are they the best passing team in the league? No. Are they are they the best rebounding team in, in the league? No. Are but I mean, they're, they're one of the top scoring teams in the league just because of the, the two guys that they have that are able to, to to get that done. Ben, there's not one thing that I really can pick out here and say besides scoring, besides their offense. Obviously, like their shooting has not been ideal, but yeah. still, there's not there's not one thing that I can pick out of this team and say, hey, they do this really, really, really well. I just I I I, I don't know about you. I mean, no. There's, I mean, we can't figure one out because none, none exists. Well, actually, no, no, no. I, I, I want to come back on that because you know there are. Oh, there's always silver lining, people, right? There's always some faith. You know, I don't want to sound too pessimistic, but I, I think, think this team is really, really good at, really, really good at hanging around games and making sure they give themselves a chance. Because Ben, I don't know about you, bud, but have you seen too many blowouts this season? I have. I don't know. I have not. They always are right there at the end. I'm not they're giving always them all victories. A, but they're always able to give themselves an opportunity. So I, After losing so, by 20, like uh, you're being down by 20. I get that, but, but still, I mean, they're, but still, they're, they, they show flashes of, of comebacks, and they are able to come back, and maybe that, that's a, a piece or two or three away. And I know three pieces is a, is a lot to wow. talk about. It is. It's a lot to, to ask for, but still. We're, we're talking about a team with, with, with no depth whatsoever, two, you know, studded, you know, superstar, you know, players and everyone else, you know, really young or, or you know, an old Robin Lopez, not much depth. So Ben, they, they always put themselves in an opportunity and just like this game against the Nets. I mean, they, it looked like they were losing it at first, you know, right, right at the end of the, the end of the third quarter there uh, going into the fourth and they somehow, they made a run. Russell Westbrook was able to, you know, will this team and you know, other guys contributed like Robin Lopez, even in the fourth quarter. So, so Ben, I don't want to take that away from him because they, they care. They do like you, like you do see it out there. Like they do play hard. I'm not taking that away from them whatsoever because they, they want to win. The will is there. It, like it is there, but Ben, the personnel's not. I think that's true, Anthony. I think that's a great quote to leave this podcast on. Lockdown Wizards faithful. What a real podcast to start your Monday with. Wow, Anthony, wow. Can we give him a golf clap on that monologue at the end there? I have nothing more to say. Hey, listen, 65 degrees in central New York Monday. I'll be golfing. I'll tell you that, folks. Wow. And he's going, he's saying I'm going to celebrate with a golf game. Wow. Lockdown Wizards listeners, 
We thank you for listening as always. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcast. It's Lockdown Wizards for Anthony. Dropping the mic. We'll be here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 